Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 35. 35. We got a few things to talk about today. I know it's been a little while since I've been on here, but uh, it's going to be a um, it's going to be a wild ride. Um, a few things. Um, we've got uh, some issues going on with the Nottingham County School Board. Uh, been real interesting. Um, the um, chair of the Nottingham County School Board, Susan Horn was down at the um, Concord Ferry Republican Club, um, I guess a week ago this past Thursday. Uh, it was a rather long meeting. Um, she talked a little bit longer than I think uh, I was told she was going to talk, which is fine. Um, but um, during her talk, uh, some folks were there and asked about, um, asked about critical race theory. And she took that opportunity to then talk about um, to play off of State Representative Jason Zachary, who was there in the crowd. Uh, they represent the same area. Interestingly enough, Jason Zachary said uh, as he began to talk uh, that she was his cousin by marriage. So I guess that means that Susan Horn is um, Jason's wife's cousin. Um, and so interestingly enough, uh, Susan Horn says that she was thankful that the school board didn't have to make decisions about critical race theory because the uh, legislature had done that for them. She was thankful for the legislature for taking up the transgendered bathroom bill. I think that Zachary actually was a sponsor of. She was thankful that they'd taken up the um, transgendered um, students in sports bill. Um, and so, you know, as a former school board member, I'm just going to say that kind of offended me that that in those situations, she didn't want to take a position. But at the same time, I don't really think that the critical race theory from what I've seen and my, 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 my opinion could change with more, with more study and more research. But at this point, I don't see the critical race theory being a problem that needs to be addressed on a statewide level. Um, don't even see that it needs to be an issue that's dealt with on a school district level. It's a situation that needs to be dealt with one-on-one. -on -one. If you've got a situation where um, you have a teacher that is teaching things that ought not be taught, or if she's stre or he or she is stretching the subject area to a, an area that, that, needs to be reeled in guess what that's not the school board's job that's their only employee or employee's job the superintendent of schools um this school board um played nice for a while um but they're really starting to get out um, out of their comfort zone and out of the out of the out of the realm that they have the authority uh, when the legislature changed um, education law in, I believe it was 1992, with the um, Educational Improvement Act uh, under Lamar Alexander, um, they took away uh, running as Republican or Democrat. They made it a nonpartisan election. They took away the election of superintendent. And so they, they put the role of the school board to be purely 
to employ the director of schools, the school superintendent. And then he is to run the school system. They are to be the checks and balances of the school system. Um, and so <clears throat> when they're, when Susan Horn is at the Concord Farragut Republican Club uh, informing those people that they need to be reporting teachers to the school district and to the school board when they see those type things, I just don't, granted, my last kid graduated uh, high school in about about five years ago, six years ago. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't have really, a, 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 I don't have a firsthand account of what's going on in the school system as most of the people that were at the Concord Farragut Republican Club are, were older than me. So if I don't have firsthand uh, knowledge of what's going on, I'm pretty sure that those folks don't either. Um, and, and so <clears throat> I really see that what's happening is we have a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Uh, we have the legislature passing broad um, laws um, that um, may not be a problem. Now, let me back up before all the conservatives start saying I'm a liberal. I did support Representative Curcio's sports bill, okay? Um, and the very same argument that I'm making about critical race theory, I think, could probably be made about Curcio's sports bill. But I think there's a greater likelihood that they would be more um, males that would identify as female playing female sports. And I think from a TSSAA situation, that should have been the entity that came, and they may have been the entity that came to Curcio and said, hey, we need this bill. We need this law. Um, I don't know that. I've not talked to Representative Curcio, but but that is the only one bill um, that was the controversial bill of the year um, that, that I did believe had some merit. Um, but uh, critical race theory, um, to be honest with you, being right here in the center of Knoxville uh, for the last, uh, well, for the last six months, this is June of 2021, um, there needs to be some, some, some things done, some things addressed, and critical race theory uh, I don't think is uh, a problem in our school system. If Susan Horn or someone else in the school system wants to show me situations where it is, then I'd be willing to look at it. I'd be willing to study it. Um, I just don't think it is. And uh, I just felt like, I felt like that you had a, a school board member who was acquiescing to the legislature and that goes against every conservative fundamental policy of being a conservative or being a Republican. Because as a Republican and as a conservative, we've said decisions are best made at the local level. But here you have a school board member who is supposed to be making those decisions on a local level who's acquiescing to the state. So do we take that issue then and say, well, the state doesn't want to deal with it, so let's let Washington do it. 
I mean, when's Jeremy Faison and Representative Zachary going to say, well, we don't want to deal with that issue. We're going to give that one to Congress and Senate and to the president. So that's exactly one reason that I got upset about what she said is that she's shirking her responsibility as a school board member and giving that to the legislature. Uh, and so, um, so that she wouldn't have to take the heat for it. Um, but so be it. Another issue on the school board is the fact that they wanted to pass a policy for those of you that have had students or have students that have, um, IEPs, that's individual education plans or have five, uh, 504s, which is a federally protected, um, plan for those students that have allergies, um, medical conditions, um, you know, some of these, if those of you that don't know, IEP meetings and 504 meetings can go on for a long period of time. It can, it could, it could be um, any, it could be a large number of um, school staff, uh, central office staff um, uh, up against the parents. Well, the school board wanted to, wanted to pass a policy on first reading this month, June of 2021 that said that parents could not record their 504 IEP, their, their meetings. So you have basically two parents. Sometimes you only have one parent in a meeting and you have, um, could any, could where could have anywhere from two, three, six, 10, 12 staff members in a meeting and they don't want the parents recording the meeting. Now the policy and the, the policy as was explained at the school board meeting was that if a parent starts recording, then the school district records, but they don't want to do that anymore. They, um, and, and because the law director, the Dave Dupler, um, Mr. Dupler with the law department said that because it wasn't criminally a problem, uh, because in the state of Tennessee, as long as you have one party consent to record, and that's all you need. Um, they're not making it a criminal, um, a criminal infraction. They're just they're just making a policy infraction. And you got to ask so many days in advance, and you may or may not get that permission um, to um, to record. You know, that's a problem because when you have so many people in a meeting up against one parent, two parent. Um, the parents are going to forget what's said. And a lot of times when that meeting's over, there were several parents that came and spoke to the school board um, this past Wednesday. And they explained that, hey, you know, we're, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, we record our meetings and we go home uh, and we listen to the meetings so that we know exactly what was said. Um, and so what you're doing is you're relying on the notes that are written by the staff, uh, by the county school district. Um, and, um, a lot of times those notes aren't always advantageous to the parent and aren't always advantageous to the student. Um, and uh, having been a school board member, uh, having gone through, uh, you know, spent four years on the school board, had spent a year as vice chair of the board, uh, went to uh, at least three of the um, summer law uh, institute uh, weekends, um, talk about law with school districts that was granted that was about 15 years ago 17 years ago something like that 
Um, but that's a real problem for the school district because um, what they're wanting, what, what I sense that they're wanting to do is they're wanting to, um, you know, pull one over on uh, the parents and make it more advantageous to the school district. And that is problematic. Uh, back to the school board. It looks like I'm going to stay on the school board for this entire podcast. Episode 35, dedicated to you, the Knox County School System. Um, much discussion uh, this past week about the um, officers in the schools. Um, back in May, uh, the school board had um, wanted to um, revisit the MOA. That's the Memorandum of Agreement or Memorandum of Understanding, if you will between the Knox County Police Department, the Knox County Sheriff's Department, and, of course, their own Knox County School Security Force. Uh, Gus Pedusis uh, was supposed to retire, I'm told, June 30th. Now he's not going to retire until July 31st. The new guy's coming from Los Angeles, California. Uh, not even going to try to pronounce his last name until he gets here and I learn how to pronounce his last name. I don't want to be like a, uh, a new weather forecast person in Knoxville that misses, mispronounces La Follette for Lafayette. Um, or La Follette. Um, but, um, so, um, they are, um, sorry, started looking at my cell phone. Um, so what happened was the, the board decided they wanted to look at the MOA, MOU. It was last approved in the 2019, um, had very little discussion 2019 when it was approved. It was just said, hey, here you go. You need to approve it. Um, there were some questions about it, uh, but they were told that eh, pass it and they passed it. Um, and then of course we've had the incidences this year, um, primarily at Austin East high school. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be disingenuous and say it's been a countywide problem because right now it hasn't been. Um, but I, I think there was some, I, I think that here's what I think happened. I'm just going to tell you my version it might be right. It might be wrong. I just, it's, it's my version. So I think there was some chatter in the, in the, in the community that they didn't want um, police officers in the school. And I think uh, India Kincannon being a former school board member, she started um, when I went out in 2004, she came into the schools onto the school board. Um, I think as mayor of Knoxville, she heard uh, those, that frustration that they didn't want um, officers in the, in the schools uh, because of what happened to Anthony Thompson. Anthony Thompson was a, a young student uh, who had been accused of uh, some domestic assault at the school. Um, it wasn't handled through the school security. It was handled through KPD. They were coming on a domestic violence charge, apparently from what we've now since learned from the, um, district attorney and the, and the, some of the evidence that's been presented so far with the body cam. Uh, they found him in a bathroom. Uh, they went to take him out. Um, he had a gun in his hoodie in the, in the front pocket of his hoodie. He and an officer both had their hands on the, on the hoodie, uh, the firearm discharged. Um, and then another officer, uh, shot twice, um, killing Anthony Thompson and wounding, the other officer. Um, so that's 
from the press conference that I watched with the district attorney general and all the videos that was presented, that's the skinny. So I think what we heard was some community folks saying they didn't want police in the schools anymore because that's what killed Anthony Thompson. My political background lends, lends me to believe that maybe um, Mayor Kincannon thought, hey, you know what? I'll just announce that on June the 12th, all the officers are going to be out in Knox, uh, Knox County Schools. She's only got, I, th I think there's I think there's 12 schools in the city that they're responsible for. Uh, not a great number. Most of them are Knox County schools. Knox County Sheriff's Department officers, uh, and even they're low on their numbers, uh, on the number of people that, that they have uh, in, in there. But Knox County Schools has over 100, 100 SSOs, that's school security officers. If they work for KPD or the Sheriff's Department, they're SROs, school resource officers. Um, so um, I think Mayor Kincannon thought, hey, you know, if I, if I announce it, I'm going to pull them. Then, you know, the overwhelming public reaction is going to be that we need to have police in the schools. So then I can, so then, you know, from a standpoint, you know, it might be more advantageous from a public opinion standpoint. Uh, and so that's where I think we've, how we've come about it. Maybe I'm giving uh, Mayor Kincannon too much credit. Maybe I'm not giving her enough credit. I don't know. If she wants to tell me, she can call me and tell me. Uh, if I'm right or wrong, uh, but uh, that's kind of my kind of what I think is going on because um, the school board has continued to talk about it. Uh, then Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs came in, and and when the school board looked like they were going to hire a an outside consultant to come in and help do these community debriefs, um, focus groups, uh, Mayor Jacobs sent a letter to the school board saying, you know, you shouldn't be wasting money on a on a on a consultant uh, to tell us what we already know. It really wasn't about um, officers in the, in the schools. It was about really about the broad, uh, how we're going to handle security in the schools, not just officers in the schools, uh, even Ebony Satterfield, the board member from the first district uh, that includes Austin East has said she's not for taking at, uh, officers out of the, out of the schools. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, uh, but then they come back in June and now they don't pass where they're going to have a outside consultant. So they've caved to what the county mayor had said. Um, and then you got Mike McMillan, um, who's telling the superintendent, here's what you need to do, uh, when you talk to King Kenny on Tuesday, uh, apparently, uh, superintendent Thomas is going to, uh, uh, speak with um, Ken Cannon as a follow-up meeting on Tuesday. And so he was telling uh, superintendent what he needed to say to her and that if she, if she didn't respond in a specific way that he was to tell Ken Cannon what they were going to do. Guess what, Mike? That's not the role of the board. You elect the superintendent. You can't tell him what to do. You can't micromanage the superintendent. Now, if Bob Thomas, superintendent of schools, is not independent enough to make his own decisions, then therein lies another problem that the rest of the board needs to deal with. Anyway, 
uh, this has been about 20 minutes of me ranting and raving about the school board because I, I guess you know, I've got experience being on the school board and, and, uh, I was on it for four years. Um, and, um, you know, I don't really rant too much about the school board. I don't really talk too much about the school board because you know what? That was part of my former life. But um, a lot of things gone on this month. A lot of things gone on in the last couple of weeks uh, that kind of got me uh, got me interested. So that is the Brian Hornback Podcast, episode 35. Hope you've enjoyed it. Y'all tune back in again real soon.